up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Speak Up series. Today we have a phenomenal guest, one of my lifetime brothers, somebody that I met on the set of When They See Us. You can catch him in When They See Us on Netflix now, and has also been in a multitude of other projects. He's basically a vet in this industry, guys. Please give it up for the phenomenal Marquise Rodriguez. Woo-woo! Bro, it's a superb performance every time I see you. So oh, thank you very much, awesome. man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And it's good to see you guys again. I feel like I just saw you for like a brief second on that live, but it's good yeah. to be able to actually sit down and talk. I love what you guys are doing. I think it's brilliant. I think it's really important to see, you know, people as young as you guys are feeling, uh, as, as young as we all are. I don't know why I said you guys, but as young <laughs> as we all are feeling galvanized and feeling like we need to do something and feeling like we can do something and using our platforms in this way. I think it's important. Um, and I love it. And I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm proud of y'all. Oh, thank, thank you, man. You, man. I'm happy to have, you, have you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really, we've been just starting off each episode because obviously there's continuously and still a lot going on in the world yeah, uh, every single day from all. It seems like there's a lot of trauma being recirculated and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. being pushed uh towards us from all angles so we really just wanted to check in first and foremost and see how you feeling where's your headspace at man yeah thank you for that that's really thank you um it's tough it's like there there's so much that you like stamp down right especially as as a as a person of color in this country as a black man in this country there's a lot that we're not allowed to sort of uh focus on that we don't allow ourselves to focus on right because it's a it's a well and if we start going down it, we get a little bogged down. Um, so I think I've done a lot of work as a black man in this country to make sure I'm at a, a sort of, I'm treading water, right? And that's not fair. I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to make sure that I'm the most uh, palatable version of myself, right? I'm the, the quietest black boy in the room. I'm the most respectful black boy in the room, right? Because that's how it's taught to us that we can uh, get ahead and, and, and gain respect and be respected. Um, so it's weird right now. I'm like breaking all of that down for myself and watching my friends of color do it too. Um, and we're, we're sort of rejecting this idea that we need to be, uh, anything that we need to be anything. We are like, I think we're allowed to be as beautiful and as black and as loud, uh, and as, as rambunctious and as artistic or not, you know, as we want to be. So it's nice. I've been checking in with myself a lot, just making sure that I'm like, being honest with how I feel. If I'm angry, I let myself be angry. If I'm sad, I let myself be sad, let myself cry. Um, so it's definitely, uh, it's definitely harder to feel all of that. Uh, but in the long run, it, it, it makes me feel better. So thank you um, for checking in. That's something, you know, that's a, that's a really cool point. I think like for, I never really thought about it, you know, as growing up as a black boy, I always felt like I needed to be something I needed to mm-hmm. fill in that thing and I think you know one of the things of, of growth is like accepting that you don't need to be and then learning how to do what you want how to yep. be who you want to be how to grow into that and it's cool that we're at least getting this idea started now because now kids that are at, growing up after us they will never live or see a society where we're like all right so this is the type of black I am in this this place and and when I come home it's different you know I think that's beautiful I even like a meeting, meeting Asante and Ethan. Like I, I, I was blown away by both of you on the set of when they see us and like inspired by you and aspired to be more like you on that set because you guys were like, I mean, it was just 
you get what you get and you don't get upset and in, in, in a respectful way but it was like y'all were yourselves at all times there was no pandering there was no like you know it was just we were hanging out and it was yeah. like it was fun because of that i could trust you because of that i knew that there was no performance being put on except for when y'all were killing it <laughs> um, and and i'm sure the same is is true for you reed i think like it's 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 new i'm ex i'm experiencing it for the first time and there's so many young specifically black men but also black women and 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 just people of color in general that are like allowing themselves to be real allowing themselves to feel what they feel and react the way they feel is necessary and i think that that is so beautiful so um reed asked this question yesterday um and i'm sorry i'm gonna take it from you reed it's just it's it's actually just the perfect time to ask it because he he asked how do we go about being unapologetically black mm. how do we you know navigate for those that that you know it's a concept that for especially young black um, boys and girls, maybe that's something that they don't know because they, like you said earlier, have to feel like they have to be the the, the quietest black person in the room, the quiet, you know, the, the most respectful black person in the room. But um, how do they navigate that? How do they how do they even begin to you know really dig deep into themselves and yeah. apologetically black? Yeah, that's a great question. I think first and foremost, they need to be allowed to be like. I, we can't, I mean, we don't need, we certainly don't need to ask for permission anymore, right? I'm tired of that and I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. I refuse to do it, refuse to play that game. But I think like if we, if we're going to teach, especially children to be unapologetically black, be who you are and, you know, forget all the noise, right? It's nonsense. It doesn't matter. If we're going to say that, we need to uphold that. Mm -hmm. So if your kid comes home and is doing something that is unfamiliar to you, or, or is, is, you know, foreign to you in some way, you need to explore it with them. You need to figure it out with them. If you're going to be unapologetically black, that means unapologetically black and queer. That means unapologetically black and artistic. It means unapologi unapolog unapologetically black and whatever else you are doing, right? Um, so I think that they're, they're, we just need to give especially uh, black kids space and room. So I, I, you know, you can't teach someone, I think, how to be themselves you just have to allow them the space to figure it out on their own yeah, I, I kind of feel like there was a, a like bring going back to the set of when they see us but when you were saying that you you know look to us because we were just ourselves you know i felt the same way with you and with everybody on that set it literally yeah. felt like we like and we talked about this multiple times with different mm -hmm. interviews but it felt like we were like coming home when we were going Every to day. work because mm -hmm. it was such a comfortable environment and you know of course ava the mastermind mm -hmm. she put so much work into making sure that we felt that safeness and felt that comfortability but yeah. you know as we continue excuse me as we continue to i guess create these spaces for uh black people to thrive and for us to uh, I, uh kind of create our own things uh like ava's done so magnificently we have to make sure that we're allowing it to not feel uh constricting because a lot yeah. of black life just just seeing uh what's on the news and seeing what's happening in the world is constricting already yeah. um, and beyond beyond allowing we have to you know support actively mm -hmm. you know it's 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 it takes more than just you know, like we obviously it takes more than just one post. It takes more than just one conversation. Like it's a, it's an active thing, you know, something that's great. You know, at least me, my parents, they always supported my, my love for, for musical theater and for, for the arts. 
um, which, you know, growing up in North Carolina, that's not something you find a lot, especially not in a black boy. Mm -hmm. um, and so the reason that I am where I am today and continue to go, parents saw that they loved it and they, they supported it and they asked, they, you know, they explored it with me and they were like, all right, do you still want to do this every year? And, and that's what's so important because, you know, that's cultivating, that's raising in itself. Yeah. thousand percent. Yeah, I know. It's, it, and it's also like, it's crazy when I think about like, my mom is the reason I'm, I do any of this, right? My black mom was like, all right, what do you like? What do you mm. want to do? And I think that that is the ultimate way to allow someone to just be themselves is just actually check in, like treat kids like human beings. <laughs> like they know right. what they want. I mean, like to an extent, right? Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known what this, any of this was, what it would mean to me, what, how much I would get from it. If my mom wasn't just like, what do, what do you like? You like this? You enjoy this? But you know what I mean? And just checking in with an eight-year-old, I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I don't even know what that is, but it looks beautiful and wonderful. And I want to do that. How do I do it? And she figured it out. So. Yeah. I, and I feel like a lot of the time, like just as black families in general, we don't even recognize where, because all that is is generational trauma, you know, when, mm -hmm. when we want to uh, control the things that our kids do, or our siblings do, or uh, control the way that they're presented exactly in, in public. All that that's stemming down from is making sure that your kid is safe because black back in you know back when uh, black people were slaves and were enslaved, what what do we have to do? We had to make sure that we were keeping an eye on our kids at all times. We had to make sure they were presenting a certain way, that they were respectful this way, that they didn't you know make their voice too loud or they didn't do everything that they wanted. Mm -hmm. And so as we continue uh, pushing the movement forward, it's also an examination of ourselves too, because we are still upholding a lot of the things that hold us back a lot of the time and don't even recognize it. So we have to break those things down. And like you said, exactly what your mom did. My parents did the same thing for me. They just put me in, uh, in, in uh, musical theater when I was in second grade. I had no idea what it was, but I saw people doing it. I was like, yo, that's cool. You know, we have to allow those spaces uh, for us to thrive and grow. And as black kids, we need to be doing that more than anyone right now. We need to be exploring everything right now. Mm. We also need to be able to like make mistakes. Black children mm. are policed so heavily. And I don't even mean like in the, in the you know, in actual police. I, it's like our behavior is policed at every turn. We cannot mm. make mistakes and be like uplifted afterward we can't make mistakes and be taught afterward it's like one and done you've messed up that's it and that's that's like that's where you get a bunch of human beings that are just like locked in these like awful trajectories that they're they don't want to be a part of at all because they made a mistake and everyone jumped down their throats for it so it's like i think especially young black kids we need to be like we need they need to be allowed to have teachable moments um, and it's our responsibility to, to do that as the, the older we get. It's our responsibility yeah. to make sure that that happens. And it's interesting that you, you say that because I was looking, I'm sure uh, some of you have seen it, a tweet of a woman, <clears throat> I believe she was white, listing a series of like crimes yeah. she committed. Like oh, yeah. a bunch of different like stealing, assaulting people in front of police officers, mm -hmm. drunk driving, and not, not no charges pressed against her. Never was arrested. In uh, every in, like right. every interaction, like it was it was with the police. The police would you know interact with her and then tell her like, okay, just don't do it again. Go home. And like those things, stealing, assaulting someone in front of a police officer, 
for them, it was only seen as a mistake because there was right. no real like consequence. Like there, mm-hmm. she wasn't in danger of losing her life. She wasn't in danger of, of her life being ruined by going to jail. Like, and so when you say, like saying like for us, like a mistake would, I don't know, be like, um, even a parking know. ticket, bro. Like, like, yeah, something as simple. When the police are involved, these, these things that, like, this woman survived, right? When the serious. police are involved for us, they're death sentences. Yeah. And exactly. that's the problem. That like, makes me question, like, did they even put her in the system at the first place? Because, like, I know I've only been pulled over once. Most nerve-wracking experience that I've experienced, for real. The cop flexed on me. I got a ticket for, like, $400, and I can guarantee you I'm in the system now. Like, mm-hmm. hands down, if I get pulled over again, it's going to be a lot longer of a stop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, that's just wild to me. Like, it, it's so, it, it's, a, it's such almost a rude awakening to really see that truth about America. There are people who understand and know that they can do just about anything and they, they will get away with it. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they, won't, they won't get as hard a slap on their hand. They probably won't even get a slap on their wrist. You know what I mean? I just I thought of a good example now, but a mistake for her would probably be, you know, or yeah, would be like rolling through a stop sign or something. Right. But for us, that is like that is our our life is on the line. If there is a police officer there and they pull us over, our our life is immediately on the the line. For it's it's just, yeah, don't do it again. Go home. Yeah, it's exhausting being that tight, knowing that like a tiny mistake, you're walking on eggshells your entire life. Mm. Like that does something to you. That is nerve wracking and unhealthy and unsustainable. It does something to everybody around you too. You mm. know, our our actions affect others and, you know, actions that are done to us. My mom gets affected every time I walk out the house. Mm. She shouldn't have to live in that that fear, fear at all, you know? Yeah, <laughs> there's so many, there's so many levels to it. People don't yeah, get that. There's literally that video of that dude that the, the police claimed. I don't know if you guys saw, but where the police claimed that he rolled through a stop sign and then he pulled yeah. up to his house and then got out of his car and the police were following him and pulled guns on him. They were like, You rolled a stop sign. They had guns on him. He's on the ground. They assaulted like, my license plate down. Like, write me the ticket, buddy. Like, seriously. There's no, like, there's no, uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's so much. And it, it's, it's, while it's policing black bodies and black kids' bodies, mind you, the dude that was driving, I'm pretty sure he was 19. He's like around our age, which is yeah. very That's- scary. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and, and on top of that, it's the, it's the over-policing. Nothing, why, why does, first of all, the rolling of the stop sign was never caught on camera. They just said, oh, we turned our cameras on after he rolled the stop sign. But why does a rolling of a stop sign result in pulling your guns on someone and you can and it's 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 so embedded in the culture i I was i was reading this thing um i don't know if you guys saw it or not but confessions of a bastard cop where they were talking about how they are literally like programming these cops to be scared for their lives uh every second that they are out there in the field like they're showing them these videos of a cop with his leg cut off and you know screaming for help and you just as as, i mean of course as a cop it's a very dangerous profession you never know what's going to happen but for the most part, those things are not happening uh, by, by 19-year-old kids who allegedly ro- rolled a stop sign. You know what I'm saying? So th- why, like, why is that amount of force, why is that the first reaction to such a small, minor inconvenience that actually didn't in- really inconvenience anyone? 
Right. You know something else that's to that point, and it's something I've been sort of finding after we've dropped some of the interviews. Like, I don't know if it's good to talk about, but it's something I wanted to bring up. A lot of people are thinking, you know, like with with more notoriety or with more access, that stuff happens to you less. And mm. that's not the case at all. Like, just oh. an example, I, I know Jay Farrow, who was on Saturday yeah. Night Live, he was walking down somewhere in Hollywood and like five cops pulled up on him, guns out, because he fit a description. And this is like after, this is after George Floyd. This is yeah. after everything has been kicked off. This is like maybe two, three weeks ago. So, so it just, you know, it goes to show that it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what you're doing. And it's truly living while black mm -hmm. is a dangerous thing. And that's, that changes with the system you, you hear in, it in, in our mindset. You hear it in the song. His neighbors thought he was selling dope. The FBI came and raided his house yeah because uh, he was living in a nice white neighborhood and it's like you know we it doesn't matter where your status is where you uh end pulled up, up with life a SWAT as a black team person to house too SWAT that's team to to one of the most famous rappers out right now to yeah. his house uh it you know at the end of the day we still black no matter what we yeah. are black boys we are black girls we are black people that is what they see at the end of the day. And that's why we have to make sure that we're, you know, doing what we're doing right now because we shouldn't have to walk around. Like, it, it shouldn't even be a conscious thing or it shouldn't be a thing at all where it's like we really have to walk around uh, with, with this extra weight on us because of the color of our skin, you know, and, and we know it. Uh, because I, because I look like this, I'm walking around and people are viewing me like this. And I've even since you know since everything has started happening and these protests and everything, it's kind of made me like, I don't know. Every time that I go out, just I guess my head is on a swivel almost because you kind of have to be um, as a young black person in America. You have to make sure you're watching your back all the time. And I'm noticing, you know, I live in a part of California. Well, I mean, actually. <laughs> almost all parts of California have a lot of white people in it, but <laughs> I live in a very suburban part of California in Santa Clarita. Oh, and, you know, I'm just noticing like different looks from people and, and it's like making me angry. It's like, yo, what are you, I'm, I'm picking up pizza from, from Domino's. Why are you looking at me like this? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. why are you looking at me? Like I'm already like, I'm doing something just because I'm just sitting here. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going off right now, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marquise, um, you've been, of course, obviously, you've been very passionate about um, this movement and yes. protesting. You've been, um, you know, letting people know that their, their, their silence is noticed. And I just wanted to know, um, for you personally, what, how are you keeping your friends and other people around you accountable during this movement? Yeah. Um, there, there, it's, it's like, I feel like one of the good things I mean, the only one of the only good things to come of all this is, is was sort of the realization that like I had the specifically the white people that I've allowed into my life, uh, the white people that like I have called friends and I've actually like you know brought close to to me are uh, are are support are un, like they understand for lack of a better way to put it, like they are supportive of me as a black man, right? Like they're, they're not, it's not just my art. It's not just our friendship. They also understand my, uh, the, the plight of the black man in this country, plight of black people in this country. Um, so for the most part, I, 
there, there wasn't, there wasn't much I had to do in terms of educating or in terms of convincing people of my, of, of, of why we're angry right now, of why we're, you know, protesting and why we're, why we're calling for really radical change right now. I don't want, I don't, you can like paint Black Lives Matter on the street all you want. I want you to abolish the police. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm Let's not- talk about that for a second. Cause you're the first person I met that feels that way. It's all performative, bro. But performative. until the rules change. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Right. So there's Brianna's law, but, but the officers that murdered her are still not have still have not been arrested. So yeah. I can't, you know, there, there's whatever there's there, yes, but there hasn't been, there haven't been too many people in my life that I've had to like sit down and have tough conversations with because I've been really lucky in, 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 in that there aren't very many people in my life that don't get it. Um, the few people that have, I mean, you can't, I refuse to argue my humanity, right? I refuse mm-hmm. to, to uh, try, convince people of, of, of my humanity and of, of, of like facts. If, if you can't, we can disagree on coffee, on your favorite cereal, on, you know, music, but we will not disagree on things that, uh, if you disagree, it will uh, likely lead to the death of people that look like me, that I love, that I, you know, want alive. So I can't, I can't argue that, that point. Um, but I have, been a- I have been able to like, just make sure that the, I think all of those, I think you're referring to like my story posts and things like that. Like all of those posts I've made to make it clear, I, if I'm in your circle, you need to be fighting for black lives. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And if not, we're not on, we're not together in this. Yeah. It's just, we're not on the same page and you don't get something intrinsically that I actually, we can't agree to disagree. That's that's how I feel. So um, there, there, I've gotten into like a couple of conversations with people that I sort of knew, and I was just like, "Hey, you know, you're sharing something that I think maybe you don't quite understand where this is coming from." Like someone I, I know, someone who shared a, a Candace Owens post that was ridiculous. <laughs> that she, yeah, I'm not gonna get into that. But they, yeah, and I was just like, "Hey, I feel like your heart's in the right place, but this person is not." <laughs> No, and we and we got into it and by the end of the conversation i was like all right gotta let you go buddy it was Mm -hmm. nice knowing you but this we're done because i cannot argue uh with someone who doesn't intrinsically understand uh where i'm coming from right now because i'm not coming from it's it's not crazy i just want to live and i want to live safely i want to make sure that you know young black kids live safely i want to make sure that my mother is going to be okay Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so i i can't i can't argue with that too much i think like there, there are people that need to be doing that. I think white allies need to be having tough conversations right now because, you know, I'm, I'm sort of living, I'm living in my own bubble, right? The people that I know all kind of get it. I'm, I'm sort of shouting into the void for the most part. I mean, I have a, I have a bit of a platform, right? So I can, I'm, I'm actually trying to like reach the 100K plus people that follow me on Instagram that maybe don't understand, but I don't know them. So they're not in my life. So I can like say all of these things and hopefully they're seeing them and 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 feeling something right but for white people for white allies right now like you're you need to be talking to your father you need to be talking to your mother you need to be talking to your weird uncle right like these things that like these like weird phrases that are thrown around around thanksgiving you need to be unpacking that and 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 having conversations about those things head on that's your job um on that note of like you know educating people and and educating yourself 
obviously there's been a lot of talk recently about this whole Jake Cole no name situation going on and we can get more into that but do you think that it's important for people to educate themselves or do you think that that it's you know I don't want to say good enough because you know it's never good enough till things change but do you think that it's it's enough right now for for people who stand to be educated by those who do I think it's that's a really good question. I think it's, I think it's both. I think we need to be, I think we need to be really conscious of who we're asking to educate us. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to get into it, we can get into it about this. Okay, thing. I think like I have a lot to say about it and I, I wrote out a lot and I'm, I think I'm just going to post it eventually because I'm furious with Cole that I think that that was, I mean, Chance said it, but what did he say? He said, this is, this is just another man masking patriarchy and gaslighting as constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. So Cole was essentially asking a black woman to hold his hand through his own process of educating himself, mm-hmm. right? That's not okay. It's mm-hmm. our responsibility to educate ourselves like to an extent. There's, it's okay for you to not know everything, but it's 2020. Pick up your phone, Google, yeah. like, do your research. J. Cole in like in, I think in his tweets was like, I don't really read much. Then why are you talking? <laughs> you can't, you cannot, you cannot claim to like not have access to the information mm. and then also get on your platform and use it to denounce a black woman that does have access to that information. Black women are the most educated demographic in this country. And we are questioning them at every turn. We need to be fighting for them. Do you at, like, think that, do you think that he was questioning her? Oh, absolutely. He, what, what he was questioning was feeling, I think J. Cole felt like he was being called out, right? Mm-hmm. Because he was, mm-hmm. because she felt like he wasn't using his platform in the way that he should have. Right. So instead of feeling like you're being, like, instead of being called out by someone who, like, don't argue with someone whose experience you don't know, right? It's mm-hmm. like me arguing with a white, like, white people can't tell me what's racist and what's not racist. Right. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Like, Coincidentally, I cannot tell a woman what is sexist and what isn't sexist, right? right. And I, I damn well can't tell a black woman what her life in this country is like and how hard it is for her and how important it is for especially black men to use their platforms and protect them and fight for them. Mm. I, can't, I can't argue against that because it's not right. my experience. So I think what No Name was saying was like, use your platform, fight for black women, fight for black trans women. And he, instead of stepping up and doing that and saying like hey like you know what i don't i maybe i disagreed with you but like maybe i can do more which he says in the song i feel like i can do more if you feel that way do it yeah do it just do I more think, you know i think and i'm not you know I've, i really want to try not to sway to one side i just want to sort of look at it like with like you said you know we're looking towards the wrong people to to give us our information or to feed us. And so I think, I think my question to you maybe, cause you clearly like, I'm just, I'm in awe of how much you know about the situation. Like I, I don't, I just see it from, you know, I'm fans of both of them. Um, do you think maybe it's wrong for society to, to see Cole as that leader? And then, you know, another double side to that is like, after all of this went down, after he posted the song, he tweeted like, hey, everybody go follow No Name, everybody. And then once she posted the song, he retweeted her song. And yeah. so I'm like, do you think maybe 
part of it, obviously what Cole said was wrong. He, he, he did a lot wrong in this situation, like timing, you know, language, you know, trying to silence the voice of the black women, which is something that has never stopped. Um, do you think maybe it's not wrong on society, but maybe it's a little bit of a fault for us to try and look at somebody, a rapper like Cole to be like, Hey, say something. Or like, like how Dave, like that's what Dave Chappelle was saying. Like, y'all don't care to hear from a celebrity right now. Why do you want to, why, yeah. why would you care to hear from me? I think it's a, I think, yeah, that's a good question. I think it's a fine line, right? Mm-hmm. So like if someone, if someone were to come to me and say, hey, which it's happened before, right? So a good example of this, I think. I uh, shared like a black square for Blackout Tuesday or whatever. A woman of color reached out to me. She DM'd me. She said, hey, Marquise you're not doing any good right now. And I read that and I was like, whoa, no, what? I've been, all of this stuff in my head. Immediately, I was defensive, right? Immediately. But I read the rest of her message. She's like, I'm not coming for you. I'm just saying, you're not helping. You're, you're blacking out, you know, the Black Lives Matter hashtag. You're, there's a black uh, square on your screen. She said, please share links to places you can donate to. Please share, you know, uh, like organizations that are helping right now. She listed all these things. She did this work tirelessly and thanklessly and what i could have done was say nah yeah <laughs> i'm doing my i'm doing my own work fuck that black squares enough <laughs> no but I, I, but I listened to her I, she called me out and i listened to her and i was like you know what yeah you, you hit the nail on the head actually i can do more so i tried to do more no name is disseminating useful information right now she's been doing the work constantly mm-hmm. Book club. so for like for cole like I think if you don't want to be, it's just, it's a weird, it's ga, it's like gaslighty, right? Like you're saying yeah. you don't want to do, you don't want to be seen as the leader, right? right. And it's you not, know you have all of these people watching you and, and you know, listening. Right. So if you don't, if that was, if that was truly the case, Cole could have said, I'm not really stepping into this conversation because I don't really feel like I'm uh, qualified enough, but check out No Name. Instead, what he did was release a whole song about how, well, I don't know why you're calling me out and you like are privileged because you come from a family that read books, but uh, also- (laughs) That brings me, you know, to another point that I was thinking I was, and you know, sort of my, I don't want to, you know, get into it a lot, but I just, I, I'm I'm so interested in, you know, how everything timing wise is played out. Like Mm. how Cole posted a song, Twitter blew up. And then like next morning we have a song from no name to me. How do I word this? I, I do believe that Cole understands a lot more than he gives off, but also we live in a country where impact and controversy go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so, so listening to that song and then listening to her reply, which was in even two minutes, you know, it makes it, it it begs the question for me, was this sort of on purpose, not only to get a conversation started, but, you know, to, to sort of put light on, on, I don't want to say like, oh, Cole said something bad so that no name could shine, but it's sort of that idea of like, he brought the spotlight to this sort of, he brought the attention to this topic and now you know now people are really people are really unpacking it because i don't think we've been able to unpack it we've always seen like the tyler perry movies where the black man is just destructive and that's it Mm. you know what i mean but now we have you know something we have no name song 33 that's like all right so here's where you're wrong 
mm. again. Like I'm, I'm here to tell you again that you've, you've messed up. And it's in, I think that that's a good thing that she posted, you yeah. know? I think like, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not super comfortable with attributing her like being level-headed and, and like communicative and uh, uh, informed, like, and being able to uh, get that to a wide audience. I'm not, I'm not completely okay with attributing that to Cole, right? No, like, I think no, that like, that's, you know, she, that's not what she, she's doing. been doing, I know that's not what you're saying. I'm just saying that like, I think even in, even in this, she was, she kept a level head, like her, her song, she's replying to someone, yes, but she's also like, even in that, even in, like, if she eviscerated him in that song, if she called him every name under the sun and was like, you know, I wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have put it, I wouldn't have been like, I wouldn't, I would have completely understood where she was coming from, but she mm -hmm. didn't do that. She right. shouted out black trans women. She shouted out Toyin. Like, I think that she even then was using her platform and the stage that she's on, the stage that she's built herself um, for the greater good. And I think that like, I think, I just think we as black men need to stop uh, asking black women to hold our hand and to mm -hmm. educate us and to, and to do it like nicely. It's yeah. 2020. Like they've been doing the work tirelessly and thanklessly for years and years and years and years. It's essentially the same thing as telling us to pull up our pants if we want to be respected. Right. I, re I reject that completely. I get to dress however I want. I right. get to, you know what I mean? I get to speak however I want and you still need to respect me as a human being. Mm -hmm. I think essentially that's what this, that's what this like dispute comes down to is like, yeah. why, why there's black, like we can't, we, we have some healing to do too. Like we, like, we need to, we're caught up in like hating the people that have done nothing but uplifted us. Like we need to like, like address the misogyny like within us like why do we just as hard and we need to fight against it just as hard as we're fighting against like outward racism that we've experienced, right? Mm -hmm. I think we have a keen understanding of the racism we've experienced as black men. We also need to understand that play a part in misogyny we play a part in the plight of the black woman in this country um and i think that there 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 needs to be a a, a clearer conversation around that and I, i'm not i'm not even doing a good job of having a very clear conversation around that right now but i think that like that whole like to call it a dispute is upsetting to me because i think yeah have a point it was just that's I what i was called out I so tweeted I'm, out. I was okay. like, I was like, people are treating J. Cole and No Name like it's Drake versus Meek Mill. Like this is not what this not, is. No, no. <laughs> this no. is not a versus no. live. This is this is a real conversation. Uh, this is real. Yeah. Um, what was interesting about first of all, I think uh, I don't know. Part of me heard what you you know. Here as you say, we have to look within ourselves and you know, kind of assess the. The, the you know the misogyny, misogyny, the misogyny within ourselves and it's like especially towards black women and I feel like it's difficult to it, it to start doing that is difficult because like these are our mothers our grandmothers our sisters you know mm -hmm. people that raised us and that have always been there for us so it's difficult to even believe that you hold those values within yourself well, absolutely um, and so I think that's just a really interesting, you know, point. It's a, like, it's now, now, you know, thinking that I've gone through life just thinking, well, my mother's black and I have two black little sisters. There's no way I could possibly be, have any, you know, misogynistic values within myself, but it's something that I have to look for. It's, it's like, still it's, not even, it's not even like, it's not your fault. Like, yeah. misogyny, like also like sexism, it's like, it's embedded in, I'm not, yeah, and it's not, I'm not equating our experiences at all right now, but I, it, sexism isn't good for young men either. 
right? Like we, like toxic masculinity isn't good for us. It doesn't make us feel good. It doesn't like make us healthy. It doesn't like make us love ourselves anymore. We might feel powerful in the moment and we, when we indulge in these like awful behavioral practices, but we don't, we don't benefit from it in the long run, right? We benefit from it like societally, sure, but our bodies like make, like we keep that and it hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like, it, to address it is very hard. And, and I think if you have to start out by just being like, what if my, what about my mom? What about my sister? That's fine. But then we need to move on to like, this exists. It's more like, cause it's kind of the same thing as like, but I have black friends. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You need to address that. You need to figure that out and, and go, you need to be able to go on that journey, be willing to go on that journey. But if you're not, you're just going to, jump down the throat of every human being that's actually trying to educate you yeah i think that a lot of the time is as black men we don't necessarily even understand and i'm speaking for myself too but even when when uh, j cole dropped his song and then i saw everyone's reaction on twitter uh i was upset because i could didn't understand uh, where people on twitter were coming from i just didn't i saw it when i heard the song i was like okay so this is a song of unity right he's trying Mm -hmm. to bring people together and say okay instead of uh stepping on somebody for having less education than you why not bring them up i was like okay this is a good positive song you know bring bring your brothers up each one teach one and i tweeted out i said um because it, it was really it was really getting under my skin for some reason but i tweeted out, i was like I- i'm mad at y'all for twisting cole's words like that and then mm-hmm. immediately everyone just started coming for me and i was so confused i was so confused i was like wait y'all don't y'all don't see what he's what he's saying here mm-hmm. and again it took black women uh telling me you have to see it from this perspective asante like sure you i'm seeing it the way that i'm seeing it because i don't have the experience of being a black woman i don't deal with the issues of tone policing i don't deal with this uh the trope of being an angry black woman i don't deal with any of that on a daily basis so it's harder for me to see it but what somebody on twitter pointed out to me um and it was another black man actually which is just makes it even more beautiful because we have to teach ourselves this we have to teach our brothers this like you said it's not the black woman's job to educate us we have to educate ourselves so it was another black man that told me this but um he he sent me a bunch of articles and he was like i i i suggest that you read up on this because you really have to learn this and one of the articles was on the angry black woman i was like oh that thank you so much for this um and i was starting to understand where people were coming from i was like okay i see how i'm wrong thank you so much for this i understand the angry black woman trope uh but i just didn't see it from that uh perspective because i don't you know that's not the one thing that's on my mind or that's not something that's happening to me all the time and what he said which was so profound to me um, was uh, it's it's good that you understand the angry black woman trope, but as a black man in this society, and if we're trying to make sure that everybody is as equal as possible and that everybody gets what they deserve, we have to make sure that we are not only able to see, okay, that's the angry black woman trope, but we have to be able to point out these other things and recognize them when we hear them as tone policing and recognize mm-hmm. them as, you know, trying to tell a black woman, hey, chill out. Because again, I it, it wasn't even that I heard him, heard J. Cole say, hey, black woman, chill out, calm down, lower your voice. I didn't right. even hear it that way at first because, right. you know, that's not, that's not, I guess that I was more identifying with Cole because he's a black man that wrote it and I heard it as a black man, you know? Yeah. But we, that's why we have to be very open to listening and yes. very open to making sure that, you know, we, we, don't, we're, we're, we don't know everything. We're human beings. Yeah. We don't know everything. 
Um, and a lot of the time us, you know, our, our pride gets in the way of that. I think that that's what gets in the way of a lot of true change. A lot of the time is people uh, not wanting to take constructive criticism and, 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 and actually now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually uh, <laughs> might be the, uh, what, what the byproduct of was from uh, Cole's song or, or what inspired that, you know, him not want, or his pride getting in the way, him wanting yep. to, you know, defend himself and, and say, hey, I'm down here to just help me up, you know, that's his pride getting in the way instead of wanting to listen and instead of wanting to educate himself and come back to the conversation when he was ready, uh, he, he put out this song that was very insensitive and, and ignorant, uh, not just because of the moment, but overall, so yeah, you know, we, we gotta do better. What's ultimately yeah. beautiful is the fact that like knowing that and learning that stops that generational cycle. Cause mm. now we're all gonna have black daughters by the grace of God and, and we're not gonna treat them the same way mm. consciously or subconsciously that our fathers maybe did or our grandfathers did yes. because we know and you know, it's unfortunate that some things have to come to light like this in, mm. in the way that they do. But, you know, we all have to learn some way. And I think that, you know, this sort of exchange between them two is definitely just like how George Floyd's death has affected the world, at least in this little bubble of, of the industry of the world. You know, a lot of people are taking a step back and looking at their actions. I, I, I know I am. Like, even when yeah. I get into it with my sister about stuff like this, I have to look at what I'm saying and, and how what I'm saying is charged by my pride or by something I actually know. Um, yeah, and, and I think that a lot of the time we, um, as, as or no, not, not, I don't know why I said that, but what I was trying to say is that not only just, uh, you know, making sure that we don't uh, uh, continue to reinforce these uh, patriarchal values when it comes to our family and, and if we have daughters in the future, you know, with them, but also making sure that we're teaching uh, our sons uh, and, and yes. you know, making sure that mm -hmm. they know, okay, this is how you move in the world and, and this is this and, and you don't want to do this because, you know, and, and I'm not putting it on anybody, but I just was never... I, I was never sat down and, and taught any of these things. Um, yeah. And, and so it, it, when, when, I guess when it's not, when it's not taught to you by somebody that you look up to or that you, or that you, that's a major figure in your life, it just kind of blows right past you. And then when yeah. everybody else is angry at you or when everybody else is angry at something, you're just like, wait, what in the, like, what's, what's the big, what's the big deal here? You don't even re realize how your ignorance is literally contributing to the oppression of another people. Mm. Um, so yeah, we, we can't, we can't do that anymore. We got to teach think, our like, sons and make sure that our daughters are. Exactly. It's our, just, I, I truly believe it is white people's job to dismantle white supremacy. It and it is our job, job as men to dismantle the patriarchy. Because mm -hmm. we benefit yeah. from it and we benefit yeah. and we live cushy lives because of it. And, and we're, and it keeps us comfortable, but we need to start getting uncomfortable. Yeah. We need to start like, the reason I get so, you know, upset about, and I, I probably went off a little bit earlier. Sorry, guys. Um, no, no, reason, no, you're good. Like, the reason I get so heated is because I, I truly believe, like, Black women need somebody fighting for them. Yeah. They're fighting, like, on so many different fronts right now. Like, so many different pandemics in their lives right now in 2020. Um, so to, in the face of that, be like, could you, could you be a little quieter? Could you be a little nicer to me? Mm. Seems, you know. Insane. But do you think that, because... Do you think that I have two questions actually? First of all, do you think that Cole's I I because I, I personally believe that 
Cole's intentions were good. It just had to do with just, I mean, ignorance and, and timing as well as execution was extremely poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, do you think that if he wasn't singling out, say that he wasn't singling out a black women, no name or black women, do you think that if he was talking to the, the black community as a whole and like cancel culture and all of that, that this would have had a different effect? I don't I think, think so. People that, I think people that aren't dealing with cancel culture don't talk as loudly about cancel culture. Like, mm-hmm. I think, like, I, I, I think cancel culture is as toxic as anything else, right? I think we need to be able to educate people. We need to be able to sit people down, whatever. But I have found that the correspondence between, uh, there's, a, rather, there's an equation between, like, the people that, like, like, cry about cancel culture and say it's super, super, super unfair and the people that have done some sort of really weird fucked up thing yeah. and have been, you know what I mean? Like that, that equation is like there at all times. They're, they're, yeah. Like those are always the people that are like, wait, we need to fix this. It's like, no, let's <laughs> fix everything else first. Right. Let's figure out, like, let's figure out why you're in this position first. And then we can talk about like, okay, now let's be a little kinder and like yeah. talk to people calmly and, and make sure people have the ability to change and all of that. And to answer your other question, I think that like, it's not, so much about like the specificity of it being like to no name as it is like the language of the song just kind of pissed me off like literally it's, I can't remember the exact line but he's like we need to treat people like children yeah like, yeah that that how long <laughs> yeah. yeah that's how facts. Much how much longer are we going to treat people like children like and just like kindly ask them to stop killing us mm. it doesn't think, work. do you think that if we don't you know, cause like he obviously posted it, you know, if we don't treat people like children, especially if we're giving people platforms who don't really understand, do you think that, I forgot the question, but do you think maybe it's like that point's not gonna get across unless we walk somebody through it? Like we have to raise kids. And I, I, I don't know the answer to this question, but it is just sort of coming up in my mind. Like, do we maybe have to teach people? I, I think actually I'm answering this in my mind myself it needs to start at much younger. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it has to start at a younger age because you grow up and you see these things and that cements, especially when you're like, like kindergarten through like third grade, you're seeing these things and, and, and peak, picking up on it. I mean, they teach kids different languages at that age. So why aren't we teaching mental health and, and, you know, race relations and, you know, all those things, obviously don't give a kid a textbook. No, but, uh, oh. No, we were, no, we were talking about how. I feel like we were on such a roll in my computer. Yeah, oh. I know. It's, it's Sorry. Such an amazing convo, bro. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Of course. Appreciate you. Appreciate um. You. Okay. Teaching two, two, so two. much, like. Yeah. <laughs> conversation. So um, where to where get back. Where? Oh, are you saying something, Ethan? Sorry, I I know Reed was saying something. I was saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> let me. Uh, I to not even go on like cap. I really forgot where I was, I left off. <laughs> so if anybody, like if anybody has like remembers or if you want to take it away, feel no, free. Yeah, I, I just, was, yeah. I was just thinking about like one of the other conversations that's been going on in, in terms of the whole J. Cole no name situation is uh, the timing of the whole thing, not just Cole's song, not just no name song, but just the, uh, the, the entirety of the situation. Um, you know, pe- people are, some people argue, and, and this was my perspective at first, but now 
having this conversation with you, like in this moment, I'm realizing, no, this isn't correct. But my uh, perspective at first was like, okay, yes, this conversation needs to happen, but we, but this isn't the time. There's a much greater, uh, you know, we, we have so much more that we're fighting for right now. We need to make sure that we are all unified. But now, at, like in the midst of having this conversation, I'm realizing there's no there's no right or wrong time to dismantle racism there's no right or wrong time to disable misogyny and patriarchy there's no right or wrong time for any of it if we want to do it all at once why the hell not you know what i'm saying we are we're doing this and and we're pushing forward uh this movement so why not tackle uh our our biases and and the way that we treat our black women within our community at the same time that we're treating the way that we are treated by police officers you know what i'm saying we want to make sure that the world is as 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 good as 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 for lack of a better word as good as it possibly can be uh Mm -hmm. in 10 years for us to live in so why not tackle it all at once why not put the focus and really laser in on these things and hold people accountable. It's not about distracting from one particular mission. You know what I'm saying? It's about, this is now a part of the mission. This is now like that goes, that goes back to like what Marquise was saying. Cause it's like, we benefit from these, these things, you know, Mm -hmm. we benefit from that black misogyny. We can't, we, we've grown up in that world. So the only way it's for us, you know, it's unfair, it's unfair for us as black men to be like, Hey, stop killing people like me. But then right. we go back home and, 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 you know, say destructive things to our black wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We can't go back to regular society with one job done because now's the time to do the work. Mm-hmm. I'm so blown away that you said that, Asante, because it, it, it has actually changed, like, my perspective. Because I know you weren't in here when this was happening, but when we were, me reading Marquise were kind of discussing it. And I was just saying, like, I just, I just personally, like, it's just not the time, like, mm-hmm. It's just all of this is if it's, it's just not the time. Yeah. But you've completely like that 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 is no longer a thought in my mind. So I'm really thankful that you you said that. Um I just want I just want to say that out loud because like that that was I was like listening to you and I was like, oh my God. Like if there's any time to to have this conversation, it's now. It's now you know, like yeah. we're opening up so many things, so many traumatic things about ourselves, like and I feel like, you know, as a black community, we're finally the, for the first time saying everything that's on our chest. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we've always been like, right, so here's how much they're going to listen to. So let's get mm. all that we can in. But now it's back to that point of like being unapologetically black. Like I'm going to say everything I have to say. And, and now that we're doing that, we're starting to even get further than we thought and be like, oh man, I need to look at how I'm interacting with the people in my own community. Because yeah. I can't, yeah. we can't change anything if we're not all together. You know what I mean? I will say that this, all of this really started a, you know, a, a hell of a conversation. Um, <laughs> but that, that, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, it, you know, it happened in the way it did, but I'm thankful in a weird way. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thankful for it. It's, it's going to teach, teach a lot of people um, to just be better listeners, especially to black women, mm-hmm. to look within themselves for, for biases that they that they might not know of um and that's that's just i don't know it's a weird it's a weird thing to be thankful for <laughs> given yeah. given the situation but you know it's there's a lot that i think people are really really going to learn because it's it's you know two people that that they respect and listen to religiously so yeah. i think that's a really good point too like i i am 
actively trying to practice being thankful for any opportunity that I have to confront my own biases, right? And that's what I'm asking like white allies to do. Like, don't shut down. If I say something you did was racist or problematic or whatever, you know, uncalled for, uncouth, whatever it is, don't shut down, confront it, look at it. Because the only way you're going to change any of it is if you actually deal with it and interact with it. Right. So like, that's why I think Cole was given a really good opportunity. Someone called him out and said, I don't think you're using your platform in the right way. And he didn't interact with it. He shut yeah. down a bit, which is like, I think a really good example of what not to do. <laughs> and I think that like, back to Asante's point about it being the right time, like I 100% agree. Like we, it's going to be messy. None of this is going to be pretty for a long time. If we actually want to enact real change, mm-hmm. none of this is going to look good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what we, what we can do to sort of, make um just make it a little better is sort of you know try and minimize infighting try and minimize infighting that's on display right so if i have if i had if i had something to say to you asante or to any of you right now i would call you you know what i mean i I would be like yo ethan man what's up read come on you know what i mean like i would talk this out i would try my best to reach out to you and have that conversation with you um I think we need to make sure that we don't allow people to see the infighting in that way. Um, it doesn't serve us. It doesn't, it doesn't make, it doesn't make anything better. It makes us seem uh, less unified. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that no name shouldn't have called him out. Cause she, cause she, cause she, she right. did. But like, right. she, didn't, she didn't say, Cole, what are you doing? She said, I think there are people with platforms that aren't doing enough. Yeah. Someone felt like the shoe fit Thanks. and the rest is history. But I think that the, there is always a way to interact with, with your own biases and, and, and actually engage with them in a positive way. I thought it was, you know, just another, you know, random thought, honestly, but I, I thought it was really cool it, in No Name Song. Um, how I think someone, I saw someone say like, oh, well, this was an attack and Cole's wasn't. And I was like, no, did you even listen to it? <laughs> this was, a response acknowledging, you know, everything that Cole had said, but she's bringing the focus back to what's important. Mm. She's saying like, she's like, I don't understand why you mean to talk about me, why you're talking about me when all of this is going on. Why would you do that? If anything, she's just kind of reminding him and everyone else, hey, there's a, there's something going on and we should be talking about that, not about me. She redirects, she redirects. And I thought that was that was really cool, and I was just like, "Why would you even assume that this was an attack?" Like, <laughs> I, I don't. It was a strange thought, but I, yeah, I. And it was only like a minute and nine seconds too. Kept it like. Because that's all it took. Black women are magic. Magic. People might feel that way, you know, because that's part of the that's part of that narrative. Like, oh, look at this black woman who felt attacked because then she responded, you know what I mean? But that's the very thing that, you know, we're trying to stop. She responded yeah. to something that was very, you know, he didn't say her name, but you know, we know who we're talking about, that. you know, she did, she did. And, and, you know, another point of that is like they're rappers. Like that's, that's their, that's their place in, in the public. So of course they're going to express themselves in the way that people, know them to um and i was going to ask this do you think how do you think things would have gone had no name not done anything just been like whatever um i mean i think like a lot of people would have taken 
would have thought that that was the end of it and been like and mm. that's the danger of using your platform in the way he did was that like he has a bunch of especially black men that follow him and listen to his music and would have listened right. to that song and heard no reply and thought done great right. we fixed it <laughs> yeah we silenced the black woman <laughs> for a second right 100 and i think that like it emboldens me. i'm just realizing my name is still <laughs> um, <laughs> emboldened, leave it there uh it emboldens <laughs> people uh to 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 then feel the way that they feel and do nothing to change it mm. i think that like that's why i that's why it's so important to me to see especially black men with a platform speak in a, uh, speak about what's going on right now and engage with what's going on right now so that whoever's following them that even an inkling like if even if they have an inkling of like this isn't i don't need to do anything this, mm. this isn't my problem i don't need to fix anything whatever they will see someone that they admire and be like maybe well I maybe out. i should <laughs> you know what i mean and i think that's my like that's my only job. If I'm given any platform right now is to make sure that I use it in a way that I want uh, people to use whatever platform they have. I know we've, we've been on here for a little bit over an hour, but I just wanted to completely shift gears real quick because it was something that I saw um, on Twitter this morning. Apparently for Juneteenth, um, Snapchat had a filter where you smile and it breaks the chains, um, which is very... Ah, it's just very uh, problematic, very ignorant. And I, I don't know, I guess I just want to bring that up and to close things out, I guess. Just Wait, you guys didn't know that being happy kills racism? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm it? just now processing this information. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's talk to these companies for a second, man. It's yeah, like, there's man. so much, we... we there, it's very, very, very obvious when there are no black people that are greenlighting these things. Yeah. And it's, if there are, then Clear. it's obvious that there's these black people in these rooms and you're just not listening to them, guys. Mm. Like, yeah. it's, 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 it's as simple as that. You can have the best of intentions, but if you are at these big companies and you're not, I mean, th this is not just something that'll, that'll, you know, blow over in a week. You know, this mm. is... This is, this is years of historic pain and 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 you know very deeply ingrained uh uh trauma in in, in our people um it's it's not it's not just a game of russian roulette you know you mm -hmm. can't just throw this thing and this thing and say okay yeah that's our that's our contribution you know that's all that's all we're going we, we're good Did it. especially especially when it's something like that oh smile to break the chain like what also like even like asante that's a really good point like there there may there may be black people in these rooms but like how many stories have we heard of black people bringing to attention these like awful missteps and just losing their jobs yeah losing their mm -hmm. their platforms losing their access like happens that's all why the time. you know that's why it's on the people here. yeah it's mm -hmm. on the people yeah. it's on the people you know to, to change that and like like we make the most noise and then things get changed yeah. I think people forget that. It's like, if we get one in, we're all in. It's like, not. Nah, we should push to get all in. So then yeah. we can, you know, get the point across. Yeah. For real. Sure. And Marquise, this, my God. Thank you, guys. Like, this is my favorite uh, conversation, bro. Sir, yeah, for real. For real, man. I, like, I... Bro, I, so I just love you so much. Like, I, yo, Ethan, you know I, I love you, Santi. Yeah, I, I love just, you, Reed. It was nice to meet you, man. Nice I'm, to meet I'm, you too. I, you, 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 a brother now, bro. Like, seriously, <laughs> yeah, I really want to, you know, talk to you. You're so wise, and I appreciate that. 
Thanks, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Tom, me so much just in, in, in the in this past hour. Like this, this was truly, truly amazing, dude. I appreciate Marcus that. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Man, oh man. Give it up. Thank you, Marquise. Thank Love you for you, having bro. me. Thank you. Love you too. Oh man. All right, oh, man.